0: SCCT would like to thank HeartFlow, provider of the HeartFlow FFRCT analysis, for its sponsorship of the Donut of Destiny podcast. Precision heart care is available to patients at hundreds of hospitals across the globe through the use of coronary CTA and the HeartFlow FFRCT analysis.
1: Hey Alexi, how many CAT scans do we have scheduled for today?
2: Doo doo doo. Hello, Alistair. I will add feed your cats to your schedule for today.
1: No, Alexei, no. How many cardiac CTs are we scanning today?
2: No, I could not find any credit card scams in your accounts today.
1: Alexei, number of CTs.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand that. Did you mean the Beatles?
1: No, Alexei, CTs.
2: Okay, playing the Beatles' top hits playlist from your collection.
1: No, 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 stop, stop, forget the CTs, just play that catchy beat from that podcast.
2: Okay, here's the Donut of Destiny theme music.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Donut of Destiny, the podcast on all things cardiac CT for anyone interested in cardiovascular imaging. My name is Alastair Moss, and I'm a cardiologist in Leicester in the United Kingdom.
2: And my name is Praveen Raghunath, and I'm with radiology at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston in the United States. We are joined by a special guest today on the podcast, A friend of ours, Alexander von Rosendael. Alexander, why don't you briefly introduce yourself?
0: Hey, everyone. My name is Alexander von Rosendael, and I'm a cardiologist in training in the Netherlands and also a researcher in cardiovascular imaging. My academic interests include applications of artificial intelligence to cardiac CT and especially coronary CT.
1: Terrific, Alexander. Thanks so much for joining us. Alexander will be helping us explore the up and coming world of artificial intelligence and its applications in atherosclerosis imaging.
2: Artificial intelligence, or AI, has become the new hip thing in medicine. The last five years has seen a huge translation of AI from the research world into the clinical world. Nowadays, there are hundreds of clinically available AI solutions for numerous applications in CT. These include workflow optimization, radiation dose reduction, Imaging reconstruction algorithm optimization, image feature identification, and even opportunistic imaging.
1: On this episode, we will explore three recent studies exploring artificial intelligence applications in cardiac CT. These include a substudy of the confirmed registry by none other than Alexander himself. And the others will be a substudy on plaque features from the paradigm registry and also a multi registry study on automated calcium scoring.
2: So before we dive into those studies, Alexander, let's start with the basics. What exactly is AI? AI
0: is the so-called intelligence of machines, which mimics the cognitive function of humans, such as learning or problem solving. In other words, AI defines computer-based algorithms that can effectively learn from data to make predictions on future observations. The major type of algorithmic structure used in AI is a convolutional neural network so named to mimic the human central nervous system. In addition, our listeners have likely heard of machine learning and deep learning. To clarify this, machine learning is a subset of AI and deep learning is a subset of machine learning. So let's say you create an AI algorithm and apply it to a thousand of CT scans. The AI will predict future observations without being explicitly programmed for a specific task or following pre-specified rules. And most importantly, the predictions become more robust the more it is applied. And in the end, AI may be better than a human at certain diagnostic tasks.
1: Alexander, in the development of these algorithms, you know it's frequently talked about training and test datasets. Can you talk to us briefly about what these training and test datasets are in the context of artificial intelligence?
0: Sure. When first developing an AI tool, a training dataset is often used. In imaging, training data sets can be CT images from large registries. Often, AI tool builders will enrich training data sets by synthetically increasing the size of the data set. Once the AI tool is fully calibrated on the training data, the tool is then validated on testing data. Testing data can be CT images from the same registry or from different registries.
2: Brilliant. I think this was a really good foundation Let's now transition to discussing your substudy from the CONFIRM registry, Alexander. As a reminder to our listeners, the CONFIRM registry was a stable chest pain cohort of over 8,000 patients with suspected coronary artery disease. These patients underwent a coronary CTA and were followed for the occurrence of events. The original results from CONFIRM were notable for the ability of CT atherosclerotic findings to predict hard outcomes and provide incremental value over common clinical risk scores. Predicting future events from cardiac CTs has been
0: a hot topic of late. Because of its agnostic nature and capability to analyze an almost unlimited number of variables, machine learning has improved accuracy of prediction models in many studies already. In our analysis from the Confirm Registry, we investigated the ability of machine learning to predict major events during five years of follow-up.
1: Alexander, can you provide some more detail about this machine learning-based risk prediction model?
0: Sure, Alistair. The machine learning model used stenosis and plug information from all 16 coronary segments to create a numeric score. This CT information was simply obtained by visual reads of the scans. We then compared this score to other established indices to determine risk for major events at five years. Examples of these indices include traditional risk scores, such as the Lehman score and the Duke score, as well as plug burden metrics, like the segment involvement score. We observed that our machine learning-based model outperformed all the other indices. The area under the curve for our method was 0.77 versus the next closest one, the segment stenosis score, which had an area under the curve 0.70. Okay,
2: that performance is pretty impressive did you break down which components of that machine learning score were most predictive of future events?
0: Yes Praveen, the top predictors were stenosis severity in the proximal LED in the left main and in the RCA and also plaque composition was important, such as non calcified plaque which also contributed significantly to the MACE prediction.
1: And Alexander, that's, that comes as no surprise to a lot of us, cardiovascular images, where we know that um, proximal lesions that have greater stenosis severity are more most predictive of future events. But why do you hypothesize that the machine learning model performed better than these indices?
0: Alistair, I think we aren't totally sure why this was. Was it the improved weighting of the certain variables for prognostic importance? Perhaps it was the wider inclusion of variables also including less common vessels and side branches. I think machine learning still remains a bit of a black box.
2: This is great stuff, Alexander. Uh, Okay, so we have discussed a machine learning application in stenosis and qualitative plaque features predicting risk. But how about quantitative plaque features?
1: Right, Praveen. Many of us clinical imagers feel both excited and overwhelmed by the tremendous number of quantitative plaque features metrics that are out
0: there I fully agree guys quantification of atherosclerosis from the coronary tree provides such detailed data most of which we don't even know how to interpret clinically you get whole heart volumes of plaque vessel and lumen plaque composition by household units and lesion specific features such as stenosis severity maximal cross-sectional plaque burden remodeling index and high risk features
2: Alexander, can you highlight any recent work in machine learning applications for helping us decipher how to use these numerous quantitative plaque metrics?
0: Sure. Let's look at a recent study by Dong Hee Ham from the Paradigm Registry.
1: As a reminder to our listeners, the Paradigm Registry is an international registry with over 2,000 patients who underwent serial coronary CTA of the whole heart. And it was analyzed with a 16 coronary segment quantification of the plaque at baseline and also at follow-up, which was performed by a core laboratory.
0: Exactly. The study from Dr. Hahn used machine learning to combine and compare clinical variables, CT variables, quantitative and qualitative variables to predict plaque progression at the patient level.
2: Wait a minute. Um... Why focus on predicting plaque progression instead of hard outcomes like morbidity and mortality? I mean, plaque always progresses, right? I've seen plaque progression studies for serial IVUS, but I don't think I've seen that for coronary CTA. Plaque progression assessment
0: CT, indeed, is a very novel field, and we don't have much evidence. However, we have seen so many studies that more coronary atherosclerosis means more events, and that faster progression of atherosclerosis will likely be unfavorable for our patients. In IVIS, blood progression is a bad thing. Many studies have proven that. With serial CCTA, the data is much less robust. But a few studies now are showing the same, that blood progression is a bad thing on CT2.
2: All right. All right. We'll allow it. What did this substudy of the Paradigm Registry end up showing?
0: Well, the authors entered a total of 77 clinical and CCTA variables in the machine learning models. Of these 77 variables, 33 were predictive of plaque progression. Interestingly, the most important ones were neither the clinical nor the qualitative CT variables, but actually the quantitative CT plaque variables. Namely, these were the percent, percent atroma volume, total plaque volume, and especially the non calcified components. Fibers and Fibrofetti plaque.
1: So if I'm understanding this correctly, the AI-based tool that the investigators applied to the Paradigm dataset suggested that higher quantifiable plaque metrics predicted more plaque progression. Is that right?
0: Yes, exactly. More baseline plaque means more plaque progression. The implication here is that more plaque progression likely results in larger stenosis degree, more acute myocardial infarctions and more revascularizations.
2: And Alexander, what about like clinical predictors such as diabetes or hypertension or any of the usual things we think about when defining cardiovascular risk for patients?
0: Well, Praveen, they were predictive of plaque progression, but so much less important than the plaque variables detected by CCTA. This fits in line with all prior work, showing that clinical risk profile is just not so predictive for short-term events, and that this is much more determined by the atriosclerotic profile, more so a reason to treat those patients very aggressively.
2: All right, all right. You know, gentlemen, I think it's important to note here that the studies we have discussed so far have explored applications of AI to data that was manually collected by humans. So... What I mean by that is this, imagers have manually interpreted the CT images, and these interpretations were used as input variables for these fancy AI algorithms.
1: Right, Praveen. And I think that's a good segue into talking about AI applications for automatic calculation of these input variables. For example, ways that AI can automatically calculate variables, such as the calcium score.
0: There has been some exciting work from Dr. Zelesnik and colleagues on AI-based automated calcium scoring. This work is so interesting because it used data from both gated and non-gated CTs in large patient registries.
1: Can you provide a bit more detail on this AI-based tool that the investigators built, Alexander?
0: The investigators created an AI tool to calculate calcium scores automatically. The tool used convolutional neural networks, and worked in four parts. Hard localization, hard segmentation, calcium segmentation, and finally calcium scoring. Importantly, this automated tool was very robust in terms of accuracy and retest reliability when validated against manual, manual calcium scoring by expert readers.
2: Interesting. And uh, which registries were used in the training and testing of this AI-based tool, Alexander?
0: Well, the tool created by the investigators was first trained on cardiac CT data from the Framingham Heart Study Registry on stable chest pain. Then, the tool was tested on gated cardiac CTs from the stable chest pain PROMIS trial and the acute chest pain ROMICA2 trial. The tool was also tested on non gated chest CTs from the National Lung Cancer Screening Trial. In total, data over 20,000 patients were included in this analysis.
2: That's pretty cool stuff, especially that this could be done on non-gated CT scans too. Okay, so how did the investigators actually apply this automatic calcium scoring tool to the registry data?
0: Similar to the study we discussed earlier from the CONFIRM registry, the investigators used this automated calcium scoring tool to predict adverse outcomes. Unsurprisingly, the automatically calculated calcium scores were a very strong predictor of outcomes independent of other clinical risk factors.
1: Alexander, has any similar work been done for automatically processing coronary CTAs?
0: Smaller studies on fully automated CTA processing are certainly cropping up, but no large studies have yet been performed. Mostly, these software packages are semi-automated, not fully automated. While it's fun to talk about these studies, most AI-based tools are still predominantly in the realm of research, without widespread clinical adoption. Furthermore, no major society guidelines have included these AI-based tools in patient management.
2: So, Alexander, then, where are the next big developments in AI and cardiac imaging going to be? I think
0: the current holy grail in cardiac imaging is a one-stop shop an automated AI tool for plug characterization, quantification, and risk stratification to derive a comprehensive CT-based atherosclerotic profile. Of course, this tool needs to be easy to use, integrating seamlessly into the imager workflow. We should be able to plug, plug in CT data and output clinically meaningful and actionable information. Imagine an AI tool built right into scanner software that automatically processes the images, spits out calcium scores, quantitative plug measures, and a prediction of MACE.
2: Excellent. Alexander, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast to review the current state of the field with us. There is clearly a lot more to discuss about AI and cardiac imaging, and we hope to cover more of this on future episodes of the
1: podcast.
0: Definitely, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me.
1: And from all of us, thanks again to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you hear on the podcast, please rate, review and subscribe to us. Once again, this has been the Donut of Destiny. Cheers.
2: Interested in learning more about artificial intelligence and machine learning in cardiovascular CT? Join us for the SCCT AI and ML in CCT
0: webinar series. In four expert-led sessions, explore everything
2: from setting up a basic model to the clinical impact AI and ML will have on coronary artery disease and structural heart disease. Learn more at
0: scct.org. Thank you to our sponsor, HeartFlow, for their support of this podcast. HeartFlow is working to help clinicians across the globe recognize that coronary CTA is central to delivering precision heart care to patients. HeartFlow is revolutionizing precision heart care with the HeartFlow Analysis, a non-invasive personalized cardiac test that combines 30 years of human ingenuity and advanced technology. To learn more, visit www.heartflow.com.